There once was a ship that put to sea And the name of the ship was privacy The winds blew hard and fear dipped down Blow me, crypto boys, blow Soon may the pirate chain come To bring us crypto golden rum One day when the system is done We'll take our treasure and go She not in but two years from shore And her value it began to soar The captain called all hands and swore He'd take those bankers in tow Great introduction. All right, guys. Uh, welcome to a weekly pirate meeting. This is your host, Lutz. And this is the weekly meeting. Uh, every month, we have a monthly update with Drake, our captain. And uh, these are just uh, educational weeklies, you know. So I like to bring on some people that can help you guys learn more about different types of technologies. Uh, Today we have the secret, the secret network. It's a secret. Don't tell anybody. And, uh, they'll, they'll be telling us all about how the secret works. Um, next week we actually have a, uh, a meeting just for the R&D team. If you guys want to see what the R&D team's about, we got three people who will be presenting some new projects they're working on. Uh, from within, the actual developers are going to be here. So, uh, you know, tune into that next week. Uh, we're still organizing that. Looking looking good, though. I got at least two people from the dev team, from the R&D team, that, uh, that are ready to go and show them your stuff. Uh, show them, show you their stuff. I, I didn't have enough coffee today. 
All right, so so where are you, man? Oh, there's Brendan. Hey, Brendan, we're gonna bring you in, buddy. Raise your hand. There it is. All right. And I think there's uh, Greg from Anarchapoco here too, somewhere. I can't see with the millions of people that are here these days. Uh, but if you're here, Greg, just raise your hand, and I'll bring you in so you could uh, you could tell us about how Anarchapoco is going to be this this year. Hey, Brandon, what's up, man? Oh, how you doing, buddy? I met Brandon yesterday. I introduced myself to the secret guys. Yeah, that was great news, and I actually ran into uh, Drath at uh, Shitcoin 2021 as well in Miami. So, uh, oh man, I'm so jealous, bro. I needed, I, I so wanted to be there. I so wanted to be there, bro. It was a great presentation. Yeah, I heard. I heard it was good stuff. I, even Rob Paul was was uh, was was there. I'm so jealous. He's he's one of my favorite guys. He's the only guy I actually voted for president. Um, you had, and, and you had to write them in because, you know, the people with more money are always at the top of the list for some reason. Uh, but that being said, we know that the, the political candidate voting system is rigged. Uh, apparently only rich people could win, and we all know that. Uh, I know some really smart people down the block, you know, that, that could do the job probably ten times better than them. And... Uh, They'll never get in office because they just they just don't have that kind of funds, man. They don't have the power behind them. They don't have a a Benny behind them, or you know, like or or a team behind them, you know. And they don't know how to get started, right? And these are professional politicians that 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 just they they they're part of some type of elite. If you don't believe that they're so they're part of some type of not a Freemason set system, right? In a cult. Mason system, I believe it's called. Uh, if if you don't believe that, man, there's something wrong with you. Anyway, uh, so so Brandon, uh, welcome, man. Well, well, how, how did you guys, you know, t- tell me about Secret? So so guys, if you don't know about Secret, I uh, I believe the website. Give me one second, I'll get to it. SCRT is the SCRT is the the coin name. And the website is scrt.network. So if you want to check it out. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So t- tell us what you're building. What, what's Secret all about? Everybody c- kept pounding me. And, I, and you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I got you guys confused with in- incognito. I thought Secret was incognito for some reason, and I never looked into it because I knew incognito had a problem. The problem is, is that they had... They were representing themselves as open source, and they had closed source code. So I had to cut ties with them then and there. Um, you know. So, but but that aside, you know, tell me tell me about the secret. What do you guys up to? How does it work? Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's definitely some uh, similarities with with what Incognito is doing. I think our vision is a little bit uh, more grandiose than theirs, but. They're definitely capable of doing some of the same things we do, and obviously they're closed source, which is a big uh, knock on their project, where where all our code is is open source here. Um, so, you know, I want I want to start off by saying, you know, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate your time. I'm I'm really happy to connect and happy to connect these 
two communities that really care about privacy because it's such an important thing in this day and age, you know, with with everything moving online and kind of the government oversight creeping into our everyday lives, you know, it's becoming more and more important to protect your privacy for, for a number of reasons, right? And uh, so I, I guess I'll start because Pirate Chain and, and things like Monero and, you know, uh, Zcash, I guess you could say if they didn't have the you know, whole optional privacy thing. I know that's that's a big thing for Pirate Chain um, is is privacy by default, and, and we agree with, with that stance as well. So um, props to you guys there. But, um, you know, the, these tokens I mentioned and yourselves uh, primarily deal with transactional privacy, right? It's um, hiding your transference of money from one person to another or one entity to another. And where I want to make the distinction on, on for Secret Network is we're interested mostly in computational privacy. So we're taking that idea of transactional privacy and expanding it from just transactions to smart contracts in general, right? So what Monero and Pirate Chain are to Bitcoin, Secret Network seeks to be for Ethereum. So we want to hide all of the data that is in a smart contract. We want to give developers the chance to uh, either make data private or make data public, but we want to give them that choice because with current smart contract layer one platforms like Ethereum, Solana, Dot, all of, all these big names you hear of for smart contracts, they're all public by default. It's really hard to make things private after the fact, right? <laughs> we we like to we like to give the uh, the analogy of of a can of toothpaste. You know, it's it's really hard to squeeze all the toothpaste out on the counter and brush your teeth and then put that toothpaste back in the tube afterwards, right? Right. Well, it, it, and and it's the whole the whole point of not giving people information that they should not have. It's that's the whole point. I mean, it, the whole reason why this the system enslaves you is because you're giving them information to do that. So if you just stop doing that, they have no power over you. Right? If everybody stops paying their taxes all at once, what are they going to do? Nothing. They can't do anything. You can't fight a million millions of people. You can't fight a million people. Right, so everybody needs to fight, and it doesn't have to be everybody. It needs to be a, just a really large portion of people. And I believe we have that in crypto. I believe we have enough people. Look at all these people in this chat right now. We got we got a hundred people in Discord alone, not not including Float. Thank you guys out there and Float for attending YouTube, uh, Facebook. I mean, these guys are streaming everywhere now, and they keep adding more streams. So I mean we're we're probably at thousands and we don't even know it because you know we got to look at the stream numbers afterwards. <laughs> but there's thousands of people in this economy, and then I went to Anarchapulco, and there's there's hundreds of people I met over there that are all about the same thing, and they're all opening their minds and they're all awake. Uh, so so but let's talk about the secret network and how it works because I'm very I'm I'm very you know curious as to 
as this, you know, to see if there's some type of synergy we could get going together. If it's, if your technology is viable. Um, so, so I, I did some research last night. I actually bought a thousand coins, secret coins. Uh, and I didn't really like using Binance, but then I remembered that there is a Binance alternative out there, fellas, called Mandala. And I met the dev of Mandala, uh, Bez, and he's a great guy, amazing guy, and he introduced me to Mandala, M-A-N-D-A-L-A. And uh, apparently it's KYC free up until a point. So feel free to use it. I, I used it last night. It worked fine. Uh, didn't ask me for any information. That's a great tip. We actually, uh, we didn't even know we were on Mandala until, uh, until this week, I think. I think I got tipped off to that. So that's a really good tip for everyone out there. Hell yeah, man. We, we try to do it as KYC as free as possible, right? That's the way we try to live life. Even, even at gunpoint, we still gotta continue to strive because if we don't continue to strive, there is no resistance. And if there's no resistance, they're gonna walk all over you. Alright, uh, but that being said, uh, so there was a coin called ENJ, uh, I believe you were derived from, right? So Secret was another coin at some point. Uh, could you tell me about the history and how that worked? Sure, yeah. It was, uh, it was actually EMG was the ticker symbol. Uh, the project was originally entitled Enigma, uh, named, you know, after the, uh, the World War II, you know, cipher. Uh, the, the famous machine there, the Enigma. And, uh, so when we first started in, in the original white paper, uh, we were supposed to be a layer two for Ethereum, uh, for, for private smart contracts. And the original white paper, the idea was to use technology called multi-party computation, which is a very complex, uh, Man, my brain's barely working here at this point in the day, but I, <laughs> I haven't dug into the I haven't dug into the MPC uh, part in a while because because we, we actually moved on from from uh, being able to use that technology. But that that technology is a a very mathematical uh, way of basically splitting up pieces of information amongst nodes amongst different parties to where they they can't put the pieces back together to make any sense of it, and in that way it keeps it private, right? Um, but what we found at this current stage of, of technology development is that uh, multi-party computation just isn't usable uh, in its current form. It's too expensive. Uh, it's too slow. You know, the computing power just isn't there. The math what? isn't there. It's, it's just not usable. What can what can, what does multi-party computation do for average people? What what does it give them the ability to do? So multi-party computation, we are um, you know we're we're achieving the same goals, but we're using a different technology to get there currently. So it, it's seeking to do the same thing of hiding data. Uh, from different parties. So, you know, the nodes that are computing over the data, uh, in the network, you know, they're not able to make sense of any of the data coming through the network. That's essentially the, uh, goal behind it is so, you know, if the government or something like that were to operate one of the, the nodes on the network, you know, they wouldn't be able to 
to steal any data or or decrypt any data on the network to uh you know poke holes in the privacy of the network so that's 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 the basic concept but it allows you to to do all kinds of different uh applications which we we can get into in terms of like what some of secret networks verticals and what some of the applications we'd like to see built are um but i, I just bring that up to to mean to say you know in terms of technology, we always want to be using the best privacy technology. But sometimes we need to just use what is capable of being used right now in this moment to give us the most protections possible and evolve over time. Um, so, so when doing it, so, okay, so, alright, so we're talking a lot of, I hear a lot of words, but I, I still don't understand. Uh, so what, what ability, what, what does secret give to people? What ability do, does it, and, fr- and just to give you a hint, I, I did read something about, uh, enclosing in, in transactions inside a smart contract so signatures can remain private. Something along those lines. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, the, the most basic use case that we have is similar to that idea of transactional privacy. Uh, we can create on Secret Network wrapped versions of any token uh, and maintain privacy of, of transfers, of the ledger, of those tokens. So we can turn any token, really, using a smart contract into a privacy token on our network. And that's similar to what Incognito uh, is attempting to do as well. They're, they're turning ERC-20 tokens uh, into privacy tokens. We're do- we're doing the same thing. We have a bridge to Ethereum, but you can you can bridge your Ethereum assets into our network. Uh, you know the transaction into the network will be public, and then you can perform all kinds of functions within the network. You can send them to friends. You can swap them on our our um, decentralized exchange. You can stake them in our DeFi applications do all of these things in the network while maintaining your privacy, and then when or if you decide to, you know, you can cross that bridge back to Ethereum or or back to uh, Binance Smart Chain is another chain that we're implementing this week. We're going to be building a Monero bridge uh, in the next couple of weeks. That's on testnet right now. So we're, we're bridging into these different ecosystems so people can cr- cross into our ecosystem and use all of these privacy-focused applications. So, you know, that's that's the answer at the most basic, you know, use cases. This transactional privacy, but we're we're talking in the future. You know, we want to see all kinds of applications be built on our platform that maintain the privacy of the data. So, uh, an example I like to give, right, is this whole Web3 thing, we're, we're promising all these decentralized applications, right? We're gonna, we're gonna cut out the middle, <clears throat> we're gonna cut out the middleman. No more banks, you know, no more, uh, Google, no more Facebook, no more Uber. I like to give the example of Uber. Well, how are we gonna build a decentralized Uber on a completely public layer one? Every user and every provider on that decentralized application 
is going to know your entire ride history. Not only that, they're going to be able to link your ride history to your wallet. Do you really want to be using a decentralized app, a decentralized Uber, on a platform where your home address and your wallet are, are linked because of the data? Yeah, and, and, and this, you know, can, can it be applied to any decentralized application that this Web3 is promising, you know, it, promising users? You know, there's decentralized loans. Uh, there's all kinds of, like, healthcare right, apps. Right, right. So, so when, when, when you, uh, when you, so let's say we create a SAR, right? S A A A S A R R R would be the name, right? If we joined your network, right? Now, so at the moment, every transaction is extremely private. What more can we do if we joined your network? Yeah. So, I mean, if we're if we're talking in terms of like, what would a uh, you know partnership look like in in terms of combining the two networks? Uh, it it would allow you to use your uh, our tokens uh, in any of these other decentralized applications that are built on the platform, on the layer one. So, you know, at this moment in time when, you know, this decentralized Uber hasn't been built, these decentralized loan platforms are in process, you know, there's going to be um, NFT platforms, there's going to be all kinds of things built because it's a, it's a layer one smart contract platform with privacy embedded in it. Uh, so, you know, it would open up future use cases of all these applications that are built. Um, but at this moment in time, what it would be is a bridge into the ecosystem. Do, you would do, be do, hold on. Do me a favor. Just, just yeah. go, for, go further away from your mic. You're really loud. That's what my, my, that's what my audio guy is telling me. No, that's, that's perfect. I, uh, I can turn it down here too. Is that a little bit better? Yeah, you're clipping. You're going. Your your voice is going so loud. It's clipping. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna turn down. How's that? Better. Yep. Yep. Okay. So so we'll do it like that. All right. So uh, one one gripe I have uh, that I saw last night as I was buying your coin and using it. Um, you you're on. Everything works off of a website, right? Uh, I know websites. All right. So there's a lot of analytical tools that could be used from C panels and such and such. Um, how, how do we know that everything people clicked are, are not being traced on that website? See what I'm saying? So, so let's go to, uh, what is it? Uh, I was on that trading. I, I was trying to, I was clicking on earn. I was, Trying to uh, do some, you know, there was a pool. Where is that? One second. Try to find it. There, close all the tabs. Yeah. A secret swap. Dot io, right? Yep. Like for example, this web, this website, app. Secret swap. Io forward slash swap, right? So. I did, I did, I did, uh, I did stake on, on your, uh, on your pool. I put like four coins in last night just to test it. Um, 
I don't even know what it's doing, honestly. Uh, I see there's another app called Kepler. I mean, what, what concerns me is everything's being done on official domains. Uh, and, and typically, like a, like something like this, I believe, like, see the whole website and the way it works? That should be done locally on the user's computer. So, I mean, you, you know the way you could, you can make a website work offline, right? Uh, just make it work locally on the computer so that the person has full control of everything and there's not some admin somewhere that's able to see all the IP addresses going to the website and doing these swaps and doing this pool thing and earn thing, right? Like, right. That's just, and that's just my feedback. Don't take it as, yeah. you know, any, I, I, I want to see you guys get better. Not, not yeah, worse. Yeah. No, it's 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 absolutely uh, viable feedback, and, and I want to add, you know, one or one or two things there. So, you know, there's there's a balance between, uh, you know, wanting things to be as private as possible, but also wanting things to be accessible by the everyday user, right? It, right. It's yeah, really you're, you're, you're talking about compromise. That's something sure. I don't do. That's something exactly. I don't do. De- definitely talking about compromise. Um, you know, something I think is vital to, you know, the project's success, at least in, in our case of, of wanting to achieve our goals, you know, we're going to need adoption. We're going to need usage where we're not just a, a privacy token. You know, we're going to need application developers to be able to build on top of the platform. Right. Um, and, and, I, and, and we have some of those too that can help you out once, once they're done with their projects. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll invite you into our R&D department after the, the call. And, and, you know, you could have a chat with the guys. They're very experienced. They could tell you what's wrong. A lot of them, you know, they, they could, they could help you. Basically, they could help you. Um, absolutely welcome, you know, any, uh, help and, and input into how we can improve user experience and, and, and improve, you know, our own privacy standards. Uh, so, so one thing, one thing I do want to mention though is on that swap page you're seeing, for example, like, uh, if, if you're at secretswap.io slash swap, um, nothing on that website is going to offer, uh, anyone that is, is, you know, spying on your browser or anything like that using, um, you know, hacking type tools. They're not going to be able to see anything because they're not going to have uh, your, your viewing keys. That that's a key thing in our network. Enable right. to see any balances of tokens. Uh, in order to see any of the swaps that are going on, they're going to need those viewing keys that only you hold locally, like you said, in your wallet, um, in your browser. So those keys are maintained locally. Although the website itself, I, I will say, is, is probably hosted. And actually, the, uh, someone that's involved in, in kind of the infrastructure of the network is in here, and I'm not sure if he wants to, uh, elaborate on that. Do you want well, to bring that? Well, just, uh, a, t- well, just a, a tip for you guys that I, I personally would make, like, I would find the developer to make this website work offline, right? And not technically offline, just locally instead of on a domain. So everybody could just download the site, the whole site, to their to to their computer, right, and just click on the index file and and open it up in their browser and make it work from there and don't and make it local and not remote. Yeah, That's just yeah. my yeah. 
I, I think this is great uh, feedback. Roots, can you bring a node father uh, to the to the stage? He's raising his hand over there. He's a uh, he's very involved on the infrastructure side, and he's a big yeah, man. He's a big privacy guy as well. He might have some better answers than I got on the uh, the browser stuff. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah! Give me one second. Node father, the node. Uh, he's a goomba. Hello. There we go. The node father. <laughs> hey there. Let me uh, yeah, see if I can adjust my audio real quick. Yeah, a little lower. It's all right. Yeah, it's a little better. Yep, very good. Fair enough. So the site, the site doesn't run on a server, uh, like like a uh, in a data center or whatever. It's just a static site that's that's hosted on Netlify, um, and. I'm not the developer behind the site, uh, but Brendan and I both know the developer. They're, uh, and yeah, they're not tracking anything. Just to answer some of those privacy things, I don't know for a fact if it does, if it has Google Analytics on it or not. I, I've never personally looked, but, uh, they don't have the ability to like track your, your, like what transactions, uh, balances you have on your secret tokens and stuff. Okay, yeah, and and I understand, I understand that. I, I'm just always skeptical about anything being on the main domain that can yeah, be taken it should, down. Uh, it should be open sourced. I know, like, they're committed to open sourcing it. It's just, for whatever reason, not open source yet. I guess okay. Brendan and I will have to bug him a bit more about that. Yeah, it, sh- it, it should be easy because you did all the work already. The good, the UI is there. You made it. You did a good job. So just make it offline. That's all. Just make the the, the site work offline and make it open source. Yep, fair enough. I know. I know the intent is to open source it. We'll we'll bug we'll bug Sandy's team that that made the front end. Awesome, awesome. And now, now let's get, let's get to the transactions. Like, like so so I sent I I staked some coins. I think that's earn, right? That's under earn. And I did it on. No, it wasn't under earn. Is it pool? How do I find out where I staked my coins? Huh? <laughs> Oh, Kepler, right? I got to use Kepler. Hold on. Yeah. So there's you. Uh, you might have been. Were you just staking regular SCRT with with one of the nodes in the network? Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's what I did. Whisper node yeah. is what I. So I I staked two coins on Whisper node, and my yeah. pending re, my pending reward is point zero zero one. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So. All, all of the, uh, the the transactions for the SCRT token itself, um, those are actually public. So those run. It, it's a Cosmos SDK based uh, code base layer one. It's it's like using Atom or uh, Akash or some of the other you know Cosmos ecosystems that allow for staking. So staking and the network governance and, and those types of things actually are public. So the staking is public. Okay. So so would somebody be able to know who's staking? Is that a is that a problem? Like can they see that I'm staking to to uh, SCRT? They could see that your address is staking. Yes. 
Um, but but you can break you could theoretically break the linkage of your address. You could convert the regular secret into the wrapped version of secret. The secret. I did that. Yeah, I did that. And, and, and then you could send the 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 wrapped version privately to another wallet. So you could you know you could split it up to many wallets. You you could do a lot of things to kind of become more private in the ecosystem. The, that sounds like uh, something that needs to be automated. But yep, for you know, because people just won't figure that out. Yeah, there, there's there's actually been some talk about like when you bridge assets <laughs> over, like how can we make the user experience easier to, for example, like you know, come from an exchange and immediately have privacy. Like, how can we onboard people that want immediate privacy? That's uh, easy. That's easy. You just buy pirate. Yeah, yeah. I will. No, that's that. That's why you know. That's why we would love to work with other privacy projects like Pirate Chain. Um, would would be that you know you have that privacy already coming into the ecosystem. I I, I always tell people every time they sell their coins, they they're giving it to somebody who's going to put it in their mattress because that's the whole point is to hide your money, right? So someone's going to keep that in their mattress for years. So what you sell today may not be available tomorrow anymore. And same thing for Monero. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, 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 so being on your network, I saw there's some, some loan lending, there's like a lending program and, and you were telling me about a seed exchange, which I'm also very, very attracted to. I want. I, I think we need to start saving the planet by uh, by by creating our own. I, I hate to say it, but JL77 named the best barter decks, man. A, a, an exchange where we barter with each other. Uh, barter for anything. Uh, you know, you grow tomatoes, I grow watermelons. You know, we could barter. You know, I give you some watermelons, you give me some tomatoes. Right? Even for the seeds. You know, heritage seeds are. Or heirloom seeds, they're being, they're, they're almost extinct because of Monsanto, right? So we need, we need to all start taking some responsibility. And I, and I don't care about the rules. There, there are no more rules. Rules are outside the window, guy. To throw it out the window, those rules, they don't exist. Only, the only thing that exists is that body that you're, you're, you're inside of. That's the only thing that exists right now. Alright? And, and survival. Right, survival is the key. Right, so if if you guys are not looking into how to survive, you're, you're probably going to be part of that percentage of people that are not going to survive uh, when when the shit hits the fan, and that's going to happen. You know, a civil re- a, a, you know a revol- civil revolutions have been fought in this country, and they'll happen again. Uh, you know, history has a tendency to repeat itself. It's the whole reason why we learn history, right? Or or they tell us, uh, but uh, you know. Depending how what they're teaching it, uh, yeah. but that, that's what this festival—that's what this festival is all about, right, man? It's teaching yourself to be uh, self-sufficient without the the government and without you know all these people. Yes, yes, there is a huge amount of events happening, guys. Huge, so many events: anarcho COVID, uh, pork fest. Uh, you know these. I don't know about these crypto Miami events. I'm, I don't know about those. Uh, yeah, because when I go to an event and there's nothing but police, military, and government agents everywhere, yeah, that don't feel right. Uh, so I'll be, I'll never be attending the Miami conferences again. Uh, it, it just, it just felt, it felt wrong. All right. And, and you got to listen to your stomach. 
your stomach actually is your senses, right? It tells you what da- when danger is, is close by. Right? Always listen to your stomach, guys. Um, you know, it, with, that being said, sorry about the rants. I don't know if you guys enjoy my rants or not. Uh, I'll try to keep it to a minimum. All right, so let's get back to uh, the secret network. I get off topic a lot. I'm very passionate. Uh, as, long, as long as the topic is privacy, we're, we're, we're all enjoying it, I think. You know, that's that's why you guys are big members of the BPSSAA over there. And, you know, the privacy education piece is... Uh, yeah, honestly, dude, part. you, you want to know my honest opinion about the BPSA? I think it's needed for what you want, compromise. But like I said, I'm not big on compromising. So um, that being said, it's it's needed, right, to get those charity paperwork and shit like that, right? But as far as I'm concerned, I wouldn't do shit. They could all they could they could all kiss my you know because I'm I am not I am not submitting anymore, right? That's that's like a little bit when when, when you fill out these forms and you do what they want you to do, it's submission, man. It's submission. You're submitting. You see, it, it, it don't feel right. Does it feel right? It don't feel right. You know it don't feel right. Right? Fuck them. Right? Don't don't give them anything. Take everything and don't give them anything. Right? They don't deserve it. They've been taking your whole life away from you. They've been taxing you since the end of time. What have you gotten in return for that tax money? Nothing. You've gotten nothing. All right? If you're a hard worker like me that has been working in a corporate job and been in a corporate slave for most of his life, you know you've got nothing. They've given you nothing back. They take everything from you. Uh, a third of your paycheck. Everywhere you go, they're taxing you. You buy a pack of cigarettes, it's $10 tax on $3. It's it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's a scam. You know, somebody br- bring back the mafia because they were better. At least I know if I called the mafia, they'd come here and actually protect me with a gun. Not 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 try to not try to protect the the, the enemy. They would they would protect me. All right. So then and that's that's not what we're getting these days. All right. The only thing police protect these days is themselves. And the government, right? And how do they do that? With money, right? Because money is God, right? They're, they want you to think money is God, and that's and that's a big problem, right? That that dollar in your that dollar in your pocket is not Jesus Christ, right? So it, it's not going to save you. You can't you can't bring that money with you when you die. People say, hey, "Loots, why are you spending your money? Why why are you giving it away to charities? You 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 know you're so nice. You give it away to all these charities." Yeah, because when I die, and I expect it's going to be soon, the way I smoke, I'm not bringing it with me to the grave, man. So there's no point, right? So, so remember, money, money is not going to free your children. It's not going to do it, all right. The only way it's going to free your children is if you get rid of it. You got you get get. We got to kill the fiat dollar, and the only way we're going to do that is if we all join forces, secret network, Monero. And, uh, you know, I, I want to, Lutz, I, I, I would definitely agree. And, and I think, you know, our, our goal is taking it, you know, that step further is not only your money, but your data too, because your data can be weaponized and used against you. When we're talking, you know, credit scoring, if we're talking, you know, all these people like doing 23andMe and they're putting their, their, uh, genealogical data on, you know, in the hands of these, uh, corporations, well, when the, you know, computer algorithms are the ones that may be determining healthcare rates and stuff like that in the future, 
you know, the government can use your data on all these applications against you to, to increase your healthcare rates. You know, they can use your, your transactional history against you for your loan rates. Um, you know, all, all kinds of, of things they can do with your data to manipulate you and, and make you a, a prisoner. And, and, and that's our thing is we want to advance privacy as a human right and a public good and empower people not only to take control of their transactional privacy, but also their data privacy as well. So, I, I mean, that's what we're about as well. I, and I don't know, I see some uh, some hands in here. I don't know what you guys normally do if it's like a, a question. At the, end, at, at the end, I start taking questions from the from the crowd. Yeah. But, but, but you know, you guys raising your hand, just hold on tight. Another five minutes or so, we'll start asking some questions. Um, we'll have you guys ask questions. Uh, I, I did have a, another question. Now, Incognito had me going for a while. I actually had them in my R&D department, and we were actually working on working with them. And then I found out they had they, their own dev came to me and said, you need to stop because they have closed source code that they're not revealing. All right, so how, how, how do we know that, you know, that's not going to happen with you? Because I know your devs are not going to tell me, so. Just trying to be careful here. Yeah, all, all, all our code, uh, Ian, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, all our code is, is open source and it's all on GitHub. Okay. That, 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 that works for me as long as, you know, you, you're confident about that. Because, you know, I was lied to by Incognito and I, I separated, I cut all ties with them. Um, so the nodes, how do the, how do the nodes work? Like, who, who runs all the nodes that, that manage the layer two network? And, and got, and, and, and explain what a layer two network is for people. I don't think they understand the OSI model. Sure. Ian, do you want the node father? You want to take that one since you're uh, the node father? If not, I'm happy to answer if you're away. Uh, to be honest with you, I should probably run. I'm at the data center right now. <laughs> All right, sounds good, man. <laughs> All right, take care. Make sure, make sure that data center, make sure that data center has redundancy and it stays cold. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We have good. we have quad redundant internet lines. Ah, very nice. Take care. Later, brother. Thanks, Ian. The, uh, the, the node problem. He's a uh, man. He loves this stuff, and he's really built some first class infrastructure. And he's got I, some. He's got I used some to run the ideas for end of the world situations. I used to run. I used to run a data center for a, a Fortune 30 company called Amerisource Bergen overnight, and uh, they exchange servers, voice servers, ESXi redundant three three ESXi servers, uh, tape drives. I mean, everything was in there, man. It was a, what a fucking mess. Eventually, I virtualized them all. Onto a sin and, uh, and then at some point in time, and this is why I stress redundancy people. I was some point in time, I told the, the Marisource Bergen, uh, admin and, you know, people above me, I was like, listen, I was like, you got no redundancy on your sin. Uh, you know, I was, I was asking them for at least some, some hard drives, right? I was like, give me some hard drives so I could back up the VMs and the VMs contained the exchange server, the, all the important business operations, right? All the servers that ma- manage the operations in the warehouse and everything. And, and I, and I was, and I told them, I, 
I, you need backups. If something happens, you need backups, right? But they're backing up files and they're not backing up VMs. And I was like, well, you know, you know the devastation it could cause? Guess what happens? IBM comes in to fix a fan on one of the servers on the SAN and he pulled the plug. He pulled the plug while it was live. Every, every VM was corrupted, bro. It took three, over three days to rebuild the whole server, the whole server room. Oh, oh, all this, all this server. Oh God, dude, it was such a mess. A week later, I quit. I quit a week later. I was like, this is why we need decentralized node networks right there. I I quit a week later and I said, and and I told him, don't contact me. Don't bother. Don't, don't bother giving me a raise. I don't want shit. I was like, and and you know, you know, it's funny. A, A day after it happened and we rebuilt the whole server room, I had hard drives on my desk. They finally gave me hard drives to do backups and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a little too late. Uh, but that's why we we need redundancy. That's my point, guys. If if Monero was the only coin that did privacy, and I know everybody likes Monero, I love Monero. But the whole point is, is if if something goes wrong one day, you have no alternative. You're gonna be down like that sin, and you're gonna be rebuilding Monero to make it better. Yes, but at that point, it's compromised, and it's probably not gonna do well anymore. As and that's that's just statistics from crypto in general. I've been here ten years. You know, when a, when a coin hard forks and reverses their chain, they never recover from that. It takes so long if they ever recover from it. All right. So the compromising a chain for any reason is never a good idea. You know, when, when they, when, when there's hard forks on a chain every week, it's probably not a very reliable chain, right? Uh, so keep that in mind. You know, these are things that you new guys don't know because you're dealing with the DeFi world. Us old school people deal with real coins, you know, real coins that have real chains, that have real developers behind it, that that are actually creating stuff, not just some guy in his his basement decided yeah. to make a, a million coins and call it, you know, yeah. shitcoin. You don't like the BSC forks that just uh, pump out new shitcoins? That's it. it. It's it's Bitcoin talk all over again. Ten years ago, bro. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. But uh, every day there was a new announcement for some new shit coin on Bitcoin talk nine years ago. Yeah, but anyway, you want me to get, uh, tell me about the nodes on the network and how they operate real quick? Yes, then, yes, yes, please. Sorry about the rants. I'm, I'm, I'm a little crazy, man. You guys will realize that very fast. Oh, it's, it's good. You're, you're a passionate individual. That's, that's what it is. And, uh, yeah, so the, the nodes on the network, um, you know, this is this is the technology. I, I started in the beginning saying, you know, the Enigma project was primarily uh, interested in multi-party computation, and you know that wasn't technically feasible at this point in time for for what we needed to do. So the way we are handling smart contract privacy is using trusted execution environments. Uh, if you're not familiar with that term, trusted execution environments or TEE. What that is is a a special chip in the computer. It's an Intel SGX chip, and I already know what your criticism is going to be before I even spit the words out of my mouth. (laughs) There's a firmware. There's a firmware upgrade that removes that vulnerability. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I'm glad you recognize that. So we are (laughs) so we are using trusted hardware, right? Which I know in the privacy space, and and you know you hear. Uh, you hear criticisms because you are trusting a big evil corporation like Intel um, with your hardware, but 
nonetheless, uh, this chip is supposed to act like a black box uh, inside the the computer. You know, the data itself that run, the contracts that are run in that black box, in that trusted chip, are, is not even viewable to the person running that machine themselves. So the nodes on our network run the code for the network uh, inside the Intel SGX chip, and it's not even viewable by the nodes uh, themselves. So they can't even view the code running in the uh, SGX enclave. The, the contracts themselves are public, but the code, uh, there's certain pieces of code that are run inside the black box and not viewable to the nodes. And and like you said, there's um, there's some vulnerabilities in the trusted hardware, the Intel SGX chip that have been found in laboratory settings, very, very, very controlled environments, you know, things like uh, voltage attacks where you literally take the physical machine and you put certain voltages in it, very, very complex um, physical attacks on the machine to to even get close to accessing this, this Intel SGX chips. Uh, and most of these vulnerabilities are, like you said, patched um, by Intel. And to ensure that the nodes on the network are running the most up-to-date patched versions, all of the nodes have to attest uh, and basically say that they're running the patched version. They, they tell the blockchain, uh, and there's an attestation, uh, attestation certification that is verified to the machine uh, to be able to run a node. So anyone can run a node on the network, but you have to attest to the network that you have the uh, correct hardware versions, that you're running the correct software and such, that you meet the, the technical specifications of the machine necessary. And then right now, there's only uh, 50 nodes in the active set, which will expand over time as network demand uh, you know, is needed. Okay. Uh, at this point, I'm going to open the floor up because it's getting late. Um, but th thanks for the explanation on the nodes. I definitely need to re-listen to that on the recording and do a deep dive myself. And everybody, I suggest you do the same. Because um, I don't know how I, – I, I'm not – I can't from, a, you know, just listening to this, I know exactly how it works. Um, but it sounds it sounds copacetic. sounds good. Um, I'm going to take some some uh, some – some questions, guys, if you got some questions. You ready? I think we have Free Hunt X wants to ask a question. If you're ready, man, I'm bringing you in. Yeah, Welcome, hi. Please. Thanks. Um, so uh, I have a question about uh, Secret Swap um, because I'm also full uh, uh, front-end guy. I also know some back-end, but I have a question. Is the client or the front-end client, let's say, uh, connecting to a back-end server or is it, is it using WebRTC to do, like, decentralized connections? I do not think it uses WebRTC uh, to do decentralized connections. Okay. Did uh, would it be something that you maybe think about, uh, like doing a decentralized Tor onion routing kind of to um, make it possible that the uh, web client does not need to connect to like one specific server? I think that would be amazing. I, I, I absolutely think that would be amazing. Uh, I, I think, you know, where 
this this uh this secret swap thing, right? Um, this is just one application built. I, I want to keep in mind that this is one application built on top of the network. Um, the the network itself is more the protocol layer. Uh, so you know, while this is an application and one of the first big applications built on the network, and I I agree that we should, you know, design things with as much privacy and decentralization as possible. I, I do want to just, you know, give the app creators a little credit and say, um, you know, they did, they did a good job and I think improvement in the individual application layer on top of the protocol layer can always be better. And everything could always be better. That's the, that's why we're all here. And I love, I love these, uh, suggestions for, for online or offline uh, usage capability and using RPC. I'm definitely going to bring those back uh, to the dev team. For, for there's, a, there's another project that's called Cordal. Take a look at that. They did it locally. If you want mm-hmm. to take a look how they did it. Okay. How do you call that one? Cordal? It's like Portal, but with a Q. Cordal. Cordal. Got it. Q-O-R-T-A-L. Dot yeah. org. Uh, they 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 have an engine and they have a UI that's all local, which I like local. You know, no compromises. Um, uh, also, uh, from my side, if uh, anybody of you guys have has like questions about WebRTC, you can ask me. I did a lot with it. Very good, yeah, and that's why I just invited you to the R and D. Welcome, you're part Thanks. of Pirates R and D team. I, I will gi- I will give you a, a tour later, and we'll talk more. Thank you. Um, thank you for being here, part of the environment. If there's any other guys out here that are, are developers and uh, you got some skills, definitely uh, hit me up, and I'll introduce you to our breeding ground. I call it our developers' breeding ground, and people are just doing stuff in there for fun, kind of fun to uh, explore technology, right? Okay. Yep. Any, yeah, I just have a, another question, but it's uh, pirate-related, so I will ask it later, I guess. No, go ahead. Quick. Okay, uh, another question I had, uh, because I had something uh, that I was thinking about in pirate.black on the website, uh, but I didn't find it um, open source. Is there any way, like, to um, uh, help work on this website, or how is it going? Um, you, you could talk to Dream Tim about that, uh, if you want to help out with the website. Uh we it, the website is a hardened website. It's also been hardened because it's been it's been taken down a couple of times. <laughs> so <laughs> so you know it, it's it's got a lot of precautions behind it. That's why it's made the way it is, from what I understand. Okay. Um, but in the future, you know, we, we do have other websites on I2P on Tor. We have websites, other ones. You just got to be on those networks to see them. Okay, but they are all not open source, right? <clears throat> open source meaning on GitHub? Yeah. Probably not. Okay. Um, probably not. I mean, it's an informational website. There's really no private data there. So, I mean, you can take it down and we'll restore it five minutes later if you want to take the time. It's very flattering. Okay, but I will talk to Dream then. Thanks. Cool, man. Thank you. Any other questions? Oh, we got a question from Ar- Artakush. Artakush. 
Welcome, Artakush. Oh, is he in? There he is. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome. Pleasure to meet you guys. Uh, pleasure to hear you talking about amazing stuff in the blockchain technology at this point. Um, besides that, I want to tell you that I'm Art, a.k.a. Artakush, and I'm an alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> what is <laughs> besides this? That, <laughs> besides, besides that, I'm a Komodo community manager, a junior community manager. I'm very pleasant to be. And I hear that you're using the Komodo technology towards that. And just wanted to ask, um, how do you try to maintain all the community within yourself throughout these times? Because I hear a lot of technical stuff, which is very fine, very interesting for me to understand step by step because it's very tech savvy. Sometimes it's hard for me to um, overcome this technology talk. Uh, do you have any tips to um, kind of spare? How do you connect with the people besides the technology part? Well, we have a very broad range of people here. We got new people I've, and we got and we got developers, right? So, you know, people who don't understand, just ask questions in the in the chat. I mean, I'm sure plenty of devs in here will will help explain what you don't understand. Uh, you know, if you I, I think it's the whole premise of ask, asking the question. You know, if, if you if you don't ask what you don't if you don't ask the question about what you don't know, you're just going to remain stupid for the rest of your life, right? But but it's That's better to it's, it's better to feel stupid for a minute than be, be stupid for a lifetime. Uh, most of the time, I feel that uh, a lot of uh, you could call them like the centralized people. Um, their securities where they base their life on, right? So you have your mortgage, you have your kids, you have your work, you have your wife, and all these things that uh, you cannot think about sparing time to learn, let's say, a new language, right? And that's how I see the blockchain. Like, if you spare uh, an hour or two throughout the week about learning something that interests you, uh, it shouldn't be um, a burden, I used to I used to work twelve hours a day, come home and do my radio show. I could raise my hand at the same point. I I used to do the radio. I used to do my radio show on the way home as I was driving. So the drive the drive was two hours. Right. So there's really no excuse for not doing it. If it depends on the person, right? If you're lazy, you come home and you drink a beer and you watch football all night. You're gonna get out of life what you put into it, and if you're putting nothing into it, you're not getting anything. And I really did put those nine to five hours, and afterwards I had to spare my time to learn a different language, so to say, where yeah. I spent myself on the things that I actually liked to do, something like uh, content creative, right? So creating content, videos, sketches, funny stuff that I think that um, can relate to what I think about things that I'm discovering in a way, right? So through that, actually, um, I earned some coins on a decentralized autonomous volunteer decentralized mediums. And in a year, even without putting too much effort, I got like $2,000 or something, and I had to add a chance 
to go to Warsaw and, and spend time with people who I actually connected through internet and see them using good. wireless car. Yeah. Well, that, it was some, well, that, well, that's the benefit of being able to pick your friends, right? Yeah, but I think this dedication of uh, the craft that you think that you're good at and applying that to the blockchain technologies. Let's, uh, sorry to cut you short, brother. Uh, love you, man. I'm, I'm happy that you're looking into oh, everything. I'll love the fire chain. I'm, I'm going to take another question now. Hell yeah. Okay, we have Kropenflop. It's a cool name. Kropenflop. I'm inviting you in, Mr. Kropenflop. Come on down. Anybody else have questions? Just raise your hand. If you don't understand something, how something works, how it benefits you, please. Ask a question. Uh, Kropenflop, welcome. You're muted. Somebody unmute that guy. Open flop, you're talking, but you're muted. You gotta unmute your microphone from the Discord. <clears throat> All right. Looks uh, <laughs> like he rejoined, so hopefully uh, he's uh, figuring that out over there. I mean, I can, right. in, in the in the dead time here, if if uh, Kapoppin Flop or whatever his name is there is trying to figure out the mic. I just want to say uh thank you guys. And if there's any developers out there, especially privacy, you know, centric ones, um, you know, we'd love to also see you exploring Secret Network and, and thinking about what kind of privacy preserving applications can be built on our network. I know you guys are doing great work here, and I know that we'd love to collaborate class cross platform you know, on anything you guys can can dream up over there. I noticed that you have a lot of Wasm de- developers, WASM. Yep. yep. I think me and you, we could do some trading. <laughs> that, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of Wasm because of the Cosm Wasm, uh, you know, being a Cosmos SDK-based chain there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so afterwards we'll talk more. About, you know, our, you, you could utilize the R&D department as, you know, if you could help us, we'll help you. That's it. And that's how crypto should work. Absolutely. A pop and pop. Now you're in the community voice chat. What are you doing over there? <laughs> Raise your hands, guys, if you have a question or else this is going to be over shortly. Hey, welcome, Low Fat Milk. What's going on, guys? Low Fat Milk is our community manager. He's got my full authority that even if he feels like you're out of line, I told him to kick your ass out of my house. Right? You don't 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 get crazy in my home. This is my boat. Right in the pool. And I and I, I think moderation's gotten better, right? People are not getting out of line anymore. Yeah, man, it's it's gotten a lot better. Um, I think community's really growing as a whole. Um, it's really kind of coming together. It's really cool to see. You know, you know what, what I, I thought, I think it was, it was FUD, man. It was just, it, it used to happen on Bitcoin Talk all the time. People would come into Bitcoin Talk, post a whole bunch of FUD to intentionally decrease the price. It's actually a tactic used. 
for traders that you know are bad like that. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I could definitely see something like that happening. And, you know, and you know, you're not you're doing something wrong if you if you're not getting hated. So that's just how it is. Yeah, and I really don't care if you hate me or not. <laughs> hey, I've got some. Uh, I'm getting some questions in some of the socials about the BPSAA. Um, yeah, man, thanks for yeah, just people are kind of asking a little bit more about it. If you can kind of explain a little bit more what it what it is and kind of how Pirate is involved in that and um, just some of the backstory on that. On what? Did you ask the question already? Yeah, yeah. Just so so how how Pirate is uh, how it interacts with the BPSAA. Oh, uh, we're just a member of the BPSA. BPSA gives us. Uh, it gives us more developers because all the projects, the, all the project developers in the BPSA all talk together every week. Um, on top of that, you know, it gives us formalities for, for legal type stuff, like to create a 5013C charity, right? So that we could collect your donations. Um, you know, legitly. Not something I care to do, but. There are, you know, the team is, the team is, there's a yin and yang on, a, on, on the pirate team, right? You got me who's full balls to the wall, I don't take shit. And then you got, you know, people who like to compromise and know that that's probably the way to go until we could go full on and on. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a, there's a bend in the breeze a little bit. Uh, a lot of people in this chat will say we need Binance. I will say we don't. I don't think we need any centralized exchanges. Uh, but that's just me. And I, and you know, I've been here 10 years and then I don't, I don't mind waiting another 10 years for that to happen. Right. But you guys, you guys don't understand that a lot of you because you're new to crypto and, uh, it's going to take you guys a long time to realize that it takes a long time to make good stuff, you know, and, and that stuff happens. Uh, Atomic decks on, in Komodo is going to be amazing. I mean, I, I, I got, I got an update on it a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's, it, it will be the first purely traded, uh, pirate coin with atomic swaps. And if you're not getting into atomic decks now, you're, you're just, you're just missing out. I mean, they even have, they even have phone apps. Do you use it on your phone? I mean, that's a dex. That's a true dex, right? Fuck centralized exchanges. Anyway, that's legit. That's going to be really exciting when that goes live. Ah oh, man, and, and it's going to be it's going to be even more sick than that because they're going to make us a pirate decks, man. It's going to be dope, and I don't mind waiting. And you guys are all, oh, I want it tomorrow. I want it now. I want it now. When's atomic swaps happening, dude? I've been waiting fucking ten years. Slow your roll. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll be pretty soon. I joined Komodo, and you call you call it Komodo. I still call it Supernet. I joined Supernet because it was going to have a decentralized exchange, like eight years ago. Yeah, that's way back. <laughs> it's finally coming out. That's eight years in the making of all different names: Hyperdex, Barterdex. <laughs> I think it had a couple other names at some point. But it but it grew. It grew, and it actually came to fruition. It actually they kept working on it. And they made something really awesome. So, congratulations to the Supernet team. Yeah, it's exciting times. They got a lot of great people, man. 
a lot of great people, especially you know people like Shosain and you got CA Triple Three and you got JL. I mean, they got geniuses on that team, geniuses, and I know them, so I know they're geniuses. Any any more questions, you guys? I think we're gonna we're gonna close it out here. It's been well over an hour. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. And uh, you know, we're we're happy to work together. We're happy to answer any questions that you you didn't ask here uh at any time. So feel free to reach out. I'm in your your Discord. Feel free to to join ours and uh let's let's keep promoting, you know, privacy as a human right out there. Awesome. All right, bro. Thanks for coming, everybody. Uh, thanks for attending this weekly meeting. Uh, it was very special, uh, especially with the introduction to the Secret Network. Uh, we're hoping that everything stays above board and the Secret Network is really going to be a secret. And we will, we will continue uh, working with them. And I will, I will be talking to Brendan after this. And uh, we'll see what we could cook up in the kitchen, man. I think we could all help each other. Sounds great, guys. Thanks for having us. If Take if you could put, if you could post some links to uh, the secret network above, and any links you feel that's important, put it in the channel above here, the the, the chat channel for the weekly. Absolutely, absolutely. Will do. Awesome. All right, guys. This is Lutz. Thank you all for showing up. I really appreciate you guys uh, learning. Honestly, I don't give a fuck if you come or not. But the fact that you're here means that you have a head on your shoulders to learn something. Um, and, and learning these coins is, is really, it's a, it's a full-time job, right? If, and you guys know researching what I'm talking about. Back when I started, there were like a handful of coins. Like 50 coins I had to research. It wasn't, wasn't too hard. But you guys, you guys got 50,000, 50, more than that. There's a shit ton of shit coins out there. The only way you know what's real and what's not is by researching, right? And then your research, who knows where it takes you and what, what lies are being told to you. Don't believe a white paper. Uh, make sure there's some type of MVP that you could test out, right? Because white papers don't sell coins anymore. Uh, any scammer will tell you that. Uh, they, they've, they've moved on to things that you could actually see. Uh, and are still scams, right? Or they're just forks of some other bullshit. Uh, so, so guys, be very careful out there. As far as I'm concerned, there's only two coins that are real crypto coins, and that's Monero and Pirate. There's only two that are are are, are protecting, and those are Monero and Pirate. You don't have shit if you don't have privacy. Remember that. You have nothing. What did you, what did you do? You successfully decentralized everything. Congratulations. You made it easier for the banks. Congratulations, you idiots. All right, so, yeah, everything's decentralized. Good job. But how is it protecting you? It's not protecting you. It's actually tracing you. Every Bitcoin you spend is, is known by everybody on a ledger, right? And, and there's no way to counter that unless you, unless you really know the rules, right? If, if you know the rules that you need to use Tor and VPN when spending your Bitcoin from your own full node Bitcoin wallet. Every time you, you send money, you send it from a different address. When you accept money, you accept it to a different address. Never use the same addresses. Never send a Bitcoin from one exchange 
especially a centralized exchange, to another centralized exchange. That is not something you do. You bring it back home to your wallet, and then you bring it, and then you send it off to that next exchange, right? Um, and, and you know what's been happening? Uh, I, I heard reports that they're saying that coins, they're refusing coins from exchanges. So some exchanges are refusing coins that come from other exchanges. Uh, that's happening, right? That's a problem. That's not fungible. That's a problem. All right. So please, please listen to me. All right. And, 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 and do your research, right? Go, look into Austrian economics and why fungibility is one of the most important characteristics of money, of a currency. Of, of Anyway, uh, that, that's as far as I'm going here, guys. All right. I love you all. I want you, I want you guys to be better. I want, I, I want to be better. I strive to be better every day. Right. And how that starts is don't let anybody tell you what to do. All right. All right, guys, this is Lutz. I love you all. And I am signing out. Once was a ship that put to sea And the name of the ship was privacy The winds blew hard and fear dipped down Blow me, crypto boys blow Soon may the pirate chain come To bring us crypto golden rum One day when the system is done We'll take our treasure and go She'd not been but two years from shore When her value it began to soar The captain called all hands and swore He'd take those bankers in tow